Hello! It's us! It's you! We're here! Together! Why are we here? For another exciting week on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Argentina's number five television <laughs> show podcast. And I don't think we, we've kept that. I think we've been drastically falling since, but we're going <laughs> to wear that badge proudly for the rest of our lives. Welcome to the show. You can officially support You Can't Disappoint a Podcast now on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the place to go to help us move this show forward, and there's all kinds of exclusive content, fun interaction, events with Steven and myself, and all types of ways to influence our show on a weekly basis. So please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you want to get in on the action, make sure you email us your trivia, your MVP, and your funniest moments from that week's episode over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com, and we will read it right here on the show. We sure will, even if you beg us not to. Also, <laughs> hang out with us on the socials every week off the podcast. You know, we're on Facebook and YouTube under our podcast title. You can also find us on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast and Twitter, where we probably do the most of our uh, uh, jovial lollygaggery at You Can't Disappoint. So come hang out with us over there. Yeah, make sure you uh, give us, you smash that like and subscribe button. Give us that more... attention that we so desperately crave. Yeah, throw throw us your hearts, your wallets, and a couple kisses here and there, and we'll keep on pushing out this baby of ours that we call You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. With 11 votes cast, 11, come on, people. The landslide winner of the student election with seven votes is South Park. Okay, you know what? I seem to recall this is why we abolished student government in the first place. This is exactly what happened 10 years ago. You like my new giant water bottle? Is it one of those ones that says, like, 10 a.m., you got this, girl, 1 I wish. My mom wants one of those really badly. Keep slurping, 3 p.m. Keep drinking that water, you fat bitch, 5 p.m. This is why your husband left you. If you had drank enough water, yeah. Yeah, well, ladies like those. Hello, everyone. It's a beautiful week. Welcome back to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, one and all, everyone's favorite. I'm Zach, and who do you want shaking Joe Biden's hand at 5 p.m.? Me or? <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. I'm <laughs> Vice President Joe Biden. Or Steven, if Is you're Is that nasty. how he still likes to introduce himself? <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a quaint guy. He's humble. And I am nasty, so I'm happy to have you here, Steven. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's Thursday. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it's April Fool's, and I'm going to be real. I have I have a, a a traumatizing memory when it's attached to April Fool's. Yeah, I think so you've I told have... the story on the show before. Didn't it involve water being poured on you? Yeah, by my punk-ass brother. It was a He's, solid prank, but it you got solid. water dumped on you, and that sucks. Yeah, at like 5.45 a.m. when I was a grumpy high schooler. Yeah. But so we've been know, kind was... of pranking it up. You know, it's after the fact now. We dropped yeah. a, a, a April Fool's podcast where we talked about an episode of Arrested Development and pretended like it's what we had always done. 
and that was so changed much all fun. of our social media to it for a day. It was fun. I love Arrested Development. And now that it's after the fact, if you were confused by it and skipped over it, if you like Arrested Development, go check out that extra podcast where we did an episode of that. That was super fun. I want to shout out, before we do too much, uh, our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those are, of course, Justin Brummett, Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, and Bree... I'm so sorry, Brian Thurman. Wow, you don't love our fans. I was on a roll, so I almost slipped. I'm I'm sorry. I want to give an extra. That's why I slipped. I want to say it right. Yes, that's fair. I want to give an extra shout out to Justin because um, his wife is pregnant. We've mentioned that on the show and when he's been on the pre-show before it's come up. Uh, They just had their last ultrasound today, and he sent me some pictures. I thought you were about to say they had the baby. Oh no, not not yet. Do they know what they're having? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little boy. That's so cute. And he sent me the ultrasound pictures, and I'm super happy because it, it does look like a baby. Another, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our close friends is about to have a baby like any week as well, so that'll Ooh, be cool. Oh, yeah. They they didn't do the ultrasound pictures that look like somebody like put the baby's face in like Play-Doh. They like got like yeah. the normal looking ones. Yeah. So that's good. I know. Yeah. That's I don't. Good. That is good. Yeah. Right. Like I maybe <laughs> when I have a baby, I want to see what it looks like in 3D. In but Play-Doh. I, don't think I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It literally looks like somebody took, like, one of those little, like, you know those peg things at, like, at museums that are really unsanitary that everyone just, like, put their face and hands in? Yes. It looks like they just stuck one of those up a vagina and smashed it on the baby and pulled it out. Oh, shit. Like, this is what your kid looks like. (laughs) That's funny. Did you make that up or did you steal that? No, I just made it up on the spot. That was funny. Thank you. Good job. Score one for Steven I'll add it to my tight 15. Uh, Lily and What's I... What's the deal with ultrasounds? Oh, I was gonna segue from that and let you have a nice moment, but now you've ruined it, and yes. it was going really well for you for a second. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Are you done? Yeah. Lily and I are about to get another kitten, I think, and we met the kitten or the kittens over the last couple of days, and we'll get to have uh, them in three or four weeks, and we're really excited about that. They're so tiny and cute. Did you attach your braid to its braid so you guys could bond? Uh, isn't that a sexual thing, though? Um, I, mean, I don't know. In Avatar, he did it with yes. both his horse and Zoe Zaldana. So but I afterwards, don't know. I thought maybe I should make sure that that was okay. You know, um, what should, I was trying to think of what we're gonna name the kitty, and a community name would be fun. But I'd want it to be the right one. Mm-hmm. Anything come to mind? Um, <laughs> that'd be a fun name for a pet. shut up leonard i know about your constant hairball problem i don't Um, know there's there's some good ones if you think of anything send them into us on the twitter and whatnot yeah you should let twitter name your cat cat. i'm sorry are you whispering (laughs) i i was mouthing to you but then i realized that i made a noise you said, um, <laughs> I said, you should let Twitter name your cat. And then I was like, you should not you let Twitter name your cat. Uh, Twitter can name my cat if they come up with a good idea. Hashtag Twitter, uh, uh, hashtag Twitter, what Zach's cats at gonna be dot com slash <laughs> you can't disappoint a podcast. P.S. <laughs> and let me know what your ideas are. I'd love to see them. <laughs> I got my first COVID vaccine today, this morning, about four hours ago. Yeah, it was cool. We were able to sign up really easily. Uh, We didn't have to wait that long. They were super nice. We got to do it in a building that's directly across the street from where we live, 
It was nice. Uh, it's, you it's, had it's good. You dare let the government implant you with this unknown technology called a vaccine? We yeah, don't know I sure how did. that works. I sure did, and it's because I'd love to start going places again. Uh, I will say this because I know that the only person I work with that listens to the podcast is Danny. Uh, there's somebody in our company that posted recently, and he's probably in his like late 20s, early 30s, has oh a newborn God. baby that they've been letting everybody see without a mask in this world, but it's fine. Um, and he posted, like, here are my thoughts on the vaccine, because we all oh asked. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm, seeing that I'm seeing it on Facebook's pushing it, Instagram's pushing it, everyone's pushing this vaccine. <laughs> yeah. But well, I think that if you're young and healthy, you should just learn healing breathing because it's been proven to help things so apparently if we all learn to breathe better then we don't have to worry about covid it's like why get a vaccine when you can just do kegels <laughs> and covid will be too scared of your have you ever heard thighs. of yoga uh, just put just inject some gain into your veins i don't know that guy whatever <laughs> that sucks uh take the vaccine you should absolutely get vaccinated yeah get the goddamn vaccine what the hell regardless of your age regardless of your health and regardless of if you have had covid or not uh if you're able to get the vaccine you should i got also, it today. vaccine technology is not new they've like <laughs> mad cow disease they figured out like in the early <laughs> like in the 18 goddamn hundreds also, they're like if we shoot this up in our bodies we'll stop going Nuts. The COVID vaccine, even though it was warp sped up, uh, the the beginnings of the vaccine that I got put in my arm today has been way before this pandemic, like ten years yeah. ago when they were working on like the SARS COVID, because uh, COVID uh, coronavirus is a type of it's virus. Not new, yeah. We're not going to give people a virus lesson. Get f-ing vaccinated. Don't be an asshole. Uh, yeah. And I'm kind of a pansy when it comes to stuff. It has nothing to do with the vaccine or what's in it, but. I'm kind of a pansy for getting stuck with a needle, and I know Steven's all about it. I know Steven loves nothing less. on a weekly basis. Stab me up! Or loves nothing more, is what I meant. You know what I mean. I I was a little bit nervous just because I hadn't gotten a shot in a while, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was going to hurt, and I, you know, I don't really care that I might get sick or so for a day, but it kind of gets me anxious before before I go to get it. And literally, it felt like nothing. I did not feel it. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i kind of did but the lady was really nice and she was like okay if you want you can look over there and i did and she's like all right take a breath in and then she did it and it was done and it i really really truly hardly felt it that's awesome i'm glad it's not like a giant like horse dick needle so if that's your uh, mental gap with finding reasons not to get the vaccine uh, you can get the vaccine bitch go get the goddamn va- if you can get the vaccine go get the goddamn vaccine what yeah the hell? It, it's free um, you get to take a picture and put it on Facebook and, uh, then everyone knows you're a Democrat and mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's great. Well, yeah, I think I might just like go down to Texas for a day and like walk into <laughs> like, I don't know, uh, Whataburger. You, I think everyone you just open has. the, the saloon style <laughs> doors to the pharmacist <laughs> and you're like, um, yes, I would like one vaccination. <laughs> I kindly please. tip my 10 gallon like, hat. You hear this guy? <laughs> Vaccine. Yeah, vaccine. Yeah. As they slap the knee. Yeah, vaccine. I imagine that half of Texas is just the two guys from the SpongeBob movie that are like right by the county line. The <laughs> That's just all of them. Would, you like, would you like that apple? 
or Microsoft. <laughs> Shoots guns in air. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Let's move on to the television program community, unless you had anything else to say. You're not able to get vaccinated yet because you live in Chicago. Like, you're able to, but, but uh, getting the appointment is tough. Could you yeah, come I'll probably to Indiana have to. and get one if it takes a while? I could. Do you still have an Indiana ID? I do because I have yet to get my <laughs> Illinois one, even though I figured. I've lived here for almost three years. That's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope you're able to get it soon. And I think in six months, we're going to go on an adventure together. We'll both be vaccinated yeah. and ready to plow. Nothing my- and in between. Exactly. My goal, I want to have it by June because I'm competing in Boston. I'd like to have it before I travel. Oh, you should be able to get it before June. The only thing with that, the trickiness there is the space between the two doses. And you should wait, like, it should be like two weeks after your second dose when you start uh, uh, finagling around. I get my second one, like, April 29th. Cute. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the television program community. I'm really excited to talk about this week's episode. It's season two, episode 17, Intro to Political Science. It was directed by J. Chandra... I don't know how to say his last name. I'm J. Sorry. Edgar Hoover. J. Chandra Sakar, the guy from uh, Super Troopers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He previously directed Mixology Certification, and in the future, he directs Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts, The First Chang Dynasty, Advanced Documentary Filmmaking, Introduction to Teaching, Basic Story, Basic Email Security, Basic RV Repair, and Palmistry. The man's directed a lot of episodes for being mm-hmm. kind of a, a get, like a bit of a celeb yeah. comedian to get to come direct your episode. And it was written by Adam County, whose previous only directing, or sorry, it was written by, did I say written the first time? I don't listen to you when you talk. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it was written by Adam County, who previously wrote Aerodynamics of Gender, which was not a favorite. This was a high mm-hmm. improvement over that. And in the future, he writes Curriculum Unavailable, and it originally aired on February 24th, 2011. Wow, 2011. What a year for not being 2010, right? What a year for political humor, right? Nowhere near an election. Right. <laughs> and what a time to be covering an episode about political stuff when we're a couple months uh, removed from all of the political stuff that we were very involved in. And now I'm kind of still glad that I don't have to pay attention to it quite as much. Oh, yeah. I'm happy. I My favorite things are like sometimes when I'm scrolling through Instagram because I follow uh, Trevor Noah. And yeah, post, I like, love Daily Trevor Show Noah. Clips. The Daily yeah, Show you- is one of my favorite of those analysis type shows him and john oliver are pretty much tops yeah hey both uh you know john oliver show. came came from the daily show that's true yeah so did steve carell mm-hmm. uh, uh the, the black guy and others <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i i miss uh i guess I don't miss him that much forgot his name <laughs> you see the host of Daily Show? John Stewart. I kept wanting to say John McCain, but I'm like, it's definitely not John McCain. I miss the John McCain <laughs> days. Those were the best. <laughs> Could you imagine John McCain hosting the Daily Show? He'd be like, uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Let's do oh. some trivia. Trivia. How many questions? Oh, oh, oh but I was going to say, what? Oh, uh, sorry. Joe Biden, the Fox News keeps like making up scandals. They're like, if you're vaccinated, Joe, why are you wearing a mask, huh? <laughs> that's my favorite one. Okay, that's all. What would Dr. Seuss say? <laughs> shut the f*** up, Tucker Carlson. Shut the f*** up. Tucker, Literally. shut the f*** up. 
Uh, I've got four questions for you this week. I have four questions for you as well. Beautiful. Uh, go ahead and give me one, big boy. Okay, how many classic wingers have there been, according oh, to Abed Shelley? Like seven? Ooh, so close. 23. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can picture it now. I did not count the notches. Wow. It's okay. Roman numerals is tough. I don't think it was... No, it's not Roman news at all. It's the little tally, tally marks. marks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is the name of Joe Biden's tour? I almost wrote this one down as a question, I think, but I don't remember it. It was like the... Nope. <laughs> Biden time talking about teaching. Nice. Tour. Uh, What is Leonard's nickname? I don't know. It's tough. There were so many good things in that yes. like little quick little flash cross. Kid Cincinnati. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My next one is from that same exact frame. What political party is Leonard run- running under? Oh, shit. I have no idea. The Whig Party. <laughs> <laughs> He's running Whig. Nice. Um, here's one that's a little easier. What year <sighs> and location for MTV's The Real World did Jeff audition? 1997, Seattle. Nice. 1997 was my last question. So give me one more. Um, what did Joe Biden dream of? That he was a real president. They said regular, but I'll take it. And dreams do come true. Unfortunately, he died peacefully at the old age of 76 before that ever <laughs> happened. Uh, my next question for you. Who owns a mattress store downtown? Okay, let's bring it on something, something. <laughs> like Greg M- Mudan? You're really, really close. It's yeah, I knew a lot of Because it rhymed with gunna. Gunna. Uh, Greg Muldana. Closer, but it's, it's Greg Muldana. Muldana. Ah, Obviously, you can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I do... Zachary, have one correspondence via my electronic mailbox. Okay, yeah, not a lot of people wrote in this week, but we've been doing weird stuff with the socials this week with the Arrested Development yeah. stuff and whatever. <laughs> so I want to give a shout-out right up the top that you should write in for next week's episode. I looked up what it was, but it was one of the ones with the weird title, so now I've forgotten. Unprofessional. They'll never know. Next week, we'll be talking about custody law and Eastern European diplomacy. That is a weird so, title. I know. So if you would like to get involved with the segment of the show, write us in at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. Send us in trivia. Send us in your favorite funny moment from the episode. Send us who you think the MVP for the week is, and we will read it on the show. But what have we got for this week? Intro to political science. We've got an email from our papito. Our tiny dad. That's the literal translation. I guess small, small dad, cute, cute little dad. I don't know if you had eat something. Twink daddy. <laughs> Ooh, hi guys. <laughs> this episode has a few great firsts. It's Vicky's first episode. F- you, Vicky. Yellow um, shirt, hat. Yellow shirt, hat. Um, and it's the dean's first outfit. The dean dressed as a bee like two weeks ago, Dad. Oh, and also he was Lady Gaga <laughs> at Halloween. But sure. Um, plus, they have that great Biden joke in the end with the amazing Eliza Coop. I love yes. her. Um, it's a fun one. You've watched Happy Endings, haven't you? Yes, I very much enjoy Happy Endings. We talked about it like two yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, I like. You Happy really Endings. don't listen to what I say. She anymore, also do you? no. She also um, is on Scrubs. She plays. I don't yes. remember her actual name, but JD calls her Joe. 
Uh, she was a if I thought hard enough about it, I could come up with it because she was then one of the main characters for the season nine, mm-hmm. and also she's on a Hulu show called Future Man with Josh Hutchison, and it's kind of like and a sci-fi show that's really funny. That's executive produced by like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Wasn't she also in a show called? Um, it wasn't waiting it wasn't um, like about was she a lawyer are you talking about that one no it was like a, a show that had like a bunch of different like characters it followed um uh, what was it called i think she's a threesome in it write it in at hashtag what's zach's cat at <laughs> dot com p.s <laughs> Just, i hope you wrote it down earlier because i forget yeah um trivia note this is the second reference to Jeff's age, and all we can say is that they are really inconsistent. I if wasn't paying that close of attention. Well, because sure they said he was 19 in 1997. Oh, okay. So that was 24 years ago. So that would make him 34, 5, 6, 7, 3, 8, 9, 44, 42, 43. But he turns 40 later in the series. Wow. Get it together, writers. Yeah, come um, on, community. Have a great one, Step guys. Up. After last week's episode, me and your moms need to talk. Again? <laughs> A- Annie has... Here's trivia. Annie has three ideas as president, is what it says. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Annie has three ideas as president? So I'm guessing that she wants. he wants to know what those ideas or are. Or she's not sure if there were or not. <laughs> I um, think so, was... yes. <laughs> Correct. The black mold in the East yes. stairwell. Yes. She the, was gonna clean up the budget by like getting rid of uh, administration rid of redundancies, redundancies or something like that. And then there was one more, according yeah, to yeah, I don't know the other one. Yeah, but he also said it was the dean's first costume. <laughs> yeah. So what is this? We guy know do? how that dance goes. <laughs> um, we'll see. And then who are Maybe the two community people? Community daddy's starting to go a little community senile. Oh. Uh, who are the two people Jeff made up in his opening remarks? There was Jeremy, who has two kids and is majoring in something. Maria. Maria. Maria from Nicaragua, who works in the cafeteria. The cafeteria. That made me laugh thing. so hard. There was hard. one other thing that he said, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Before she yeah, that, that one was That one was really, really funny. Um, and then what number did Robin and Abed respectively use in Duck, Duck, Goose? Robin was six and Abed was four. Oh, I don't know. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's Thanks, see. Papa. He did give us answers. Um, okay, Annie's three ideas. Black Mold, East Stairwell, ACB, All Cops Bad, and then Reduce Administration. Ass Crack Bandit. Ass Crack Bandit. All Cops Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeremy and Maria were the second one. And then Maybe. Robin used six, Abed used four. All right. Well, thanks for writing in, and yeah, get in on next week for, what was it, Custody Law and Eastern European Diplomacy. That'll be a lot of fun. Custody your kids, if that, never mind, I was going to say, if that if that bitch ever lets you see him again. Let's move on to our next segment. <laughs> uh, Steven, how are you feeling? Did you do any mental push-ups? I week? actually think that I can do this one, because even though it's a it's like a good episode, 
there's not a lot of like different storylines. It's kind of so short. Sh- yeah, it's like twenty minutes and some change instead of twenty one or twenty two. I'm, I'm gonna go for like my. I think I can get a bonus time one in this one. Okay, well, when we did the Arrested Development one, you described <laughs> the first like five seconds of the episode, and at the end of it, you said that was twenty seconds about three times. So we'll see how I this said goes. like two words and you're like time and I was like what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said a lot more than two words. And you didn't say them that fast either. All right. <laughs> so everyone, of course we're talking about uh Argentina's whatever favorite segment did, did Steven. Steven. If you want to do it, just do it. No, no, it's a thing. Hey, look over there. Did Steven watch the episode this week? Watch the episode this week! Let's find out. All right, buddy. I have less and less faith in you going (laughs) into this segment the more we do it. Uh, But you seem confident, so let's see where this goes. I've got my clock ready. Are are you set? I'm feeling good, Zach. The wind is behind me. I want you to sway me. We got the wind in our sails. Again, you had me and you lost me. Let's uh, that, good Weezer song from 2016, I guess. Yeah. All right, I've got the clock set up. Are you ready, pal? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Joe Biden's coming to Greendale, f*** you, City College, and they're gonna have an election, so they have to make a class president because they don't have one. And then um, everybody's running Annie against uh, Magnitude and Jeff, but Jeff thinks it's all a joke, but they're running against each other. Then Abed's talking to a Secret Service girl because he found them out, and they're just like, I like you, Abed, do you? And then they're gonna all run together, and Annie has a lot of platforms, but Jeff doesn't take it seriously. And guess who ends up winning? South Park. South Park was stricken from the record. South was there. No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> delay. <laughs> um i panicked you but i got a lot panic, of stuff but you did get a lot of stuff but it was not confident but oh. you did get a lot of stuff so i think i'll meet you in the middle and it was a b minus b minus huh i feel like it's a little harsh i feel like it was at least no because you were like uh i don't know it was I did name multiple candidates. I, I want you to treat it like an art form. You did name multiple candidates. I feel like you, you, I, the grade is what it is. Okay, the grade is All what right. it is. Okay, I don't change my mind. Once I've can said, I uh, I've maybe said meet it. the teacher after class and we can talk about some extra credit? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. What was your favorite funny moment from this week's episode? It was a really uh, funny one. Yeah, it was a really funny one. Um, so I have three. The one that I already kind of uh, laughed about was the Maria from Nicaragua. That is a funny moment. That one's really funny. Um, I thought that Troy's just like notches in there when Abed was keeping mm-hmm. tally like an actual thing was good. Super Troy. And then of course when Troy was like <laughs> asked for the for the apple juice, can I get some apple juice? Fresh squeeze. I swear to God, or, Maurice. So help me God, Maurice. That was so. And funny. you can hear a voice behind him like, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny too. That was a funny moment. My favorite funny moment was none of those, though. It's the first time uh, Pierce's berating of, of Vicky <laughs> happens because it comes really out of nowhere. Uh, it happens before you know that it's because of a pencil or whatever. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to crush you, Vicky. <laughs> what does he say? He's like, I'm going to – he says like something about eating her like a melon or I don't know. He, he says, says something. A, like, really. a, it's just really bizarre, and, and Pierce – 
or Chevy has has that like tent in his eyes. I don't know. It makes me laugh. It's really yeah. That was line. a really funny like tiny storyline to give Pierce something to do that like yeah. Like here's Chevy. You want a bone? You want it? Yellow Go. shirt. It. Go over and get it. I'm sixty six. Dick. It was also pretty funny when uh, when Britta <laughs> ran up there. She's like, ah, people don't need to be governed. And he's like, well, good to know there's a floor on this thing. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> well, I say let's jump into this thing. What did you think of this week's episode as a whole? I thought it was really funny. It's definitely, you know, not as, like, out of the box as last week's episode. But I kind mm-hmm. of like that. I think that season two so far has nailed all the just Greendale episodes, which is good. Um, season one had like some hits, right, with like uh, pottery and physical education, but it also had some not some misses so much... with the Greendale centric episodes. Yeah, but I think that this is like a really great like Greendale is Greendale now, and there are so many other characters that you know only three of the candidates are study group members, and five of them are not, and I think each of those five brought something to the table except for Vicky, you worthless piece of shit. But this the rest is, of them are great. God, Vicky's wonderful. <laughs> Yellow shirt, hat. I, uh, yeah, I really agree with you. And honestly, if I told you where this one ranks on my list, you'd probably be surprised. Because really? I really, really, really love this episode. There are so many pop, things pop. about it that I think are hilarious. And it's simple, but it's also deeply bizarre like the weirder episodes of community have been and i think a lot of times the episodes that impress me the most aren't the off the wall concept ones because i know they can do that and wing mm-hmm. it it's when they do something that's just set within the school and is a school type setting storyline like a like a class election in this episode yeah and they put that community twist on it and they knock that out of the park those are the ones that often make me laugh harder and it's yeah it's probably in my top handful of episodes of season two so far. wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i really like it a lot let's dig into it mm-hmm. i don't know i have kind of uh, i'm here and there when it comes to the way the show writes off pierce's pill addiction in the very beginning moments of this episode yeah it's fine the joke is kind of funny i guess he talks about comparing dick sizes with a celebrity in rehab and the thing about it that does make me laugh is when someone says, well, okay, Pierce, we're we're glad to have you back. And you see everyone's reaction to it where everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'm glad. Uh, or, or Troy's line before that about uh, he can't wait till he's in rehab comparing penis size with the celebrity. <laughs> Pierce is like, oh, you're Dale. Come, buddy. But when everyone's reacting to Pierce being being back, I like Jeff's little shrug that he gives. He's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> And then I do like the bit because I, I don't know. I, they did a lot with Pierce's drug addiction, but they kind of only did it because they wanted to do the hospital documentary episode. Yeah. So now that they're done with that, they're like, okay, we got to mention it, but let's push it away as fast as possible. I, I didn't need to have Community do a season long arc about Pierce's recovery from addiction. But no. this feel it just feels very, very, okay, we're going to put this way over here. Yeah, they're like, okay, 28 seconds, and we're done. Yeah, I mean, as long as they kept him in the wheelchair and and casts and stuff from his previous injury, they could have milked it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But whatever, that doesn't really put a hindrance on the episode because it doesn't really have anything to do with the episode. No, Britta is the one of all people you would think. I've we've said this before. Britta's done it before, where she says, "I think we should study," and you would think Annie would be the one to say, "I think we should study." 
But there is a really funny bit where the show kind of hangs shit on itself for how very, very little this season has had anything to do with anthropology (laughs) or any of the classes that they're taking together. Yeah. Which is something that season two, I think, is vastly superior to season one. Mm -hmm. But it does feel a little bit removed from them being a study group that's studying anthropology together, especially this last stretch of episodes. Do you think? Oh, totally. They haven't mentioned it other than, I think the last time I remember them being in class was. I'm going to have to look. Yeah. It was more recent than the, because John Jesus Oliver Abed was episode. in 21st century romanticism, but it wasn't about class. But it wasn't about class. Dungeons and Dragons wasn't about class. Celebrity pharmacology wasn't about Mm-mm. class. Uh, Asian population studies, I don't think had any no. class in it either. Uh, Abed's uncontrollable Christmas didn't. Mixology certification didn't. It was conspiracy theories and interior design, I think. Yeah. Um. And maybe even not then. Was it though? Because I don't think they were in class in that one. And so before it was about that was stuff. cooperative calligraphy. Uh-huh. And before that was the aerodynamics of gender. I think that one had some class talking. I don't know. It's not worth just listing every episode of the season so far. It's been pretty far. It might have been since season. the Abed Jesus episode. Wow, that's the last so, one I remember. Since we've them actually being in class. seen them in anthropology class. Yeah, I, I say that it's conspiracy theories because in that one you, we don't see them in class, but they're making a diorama for the ah, class. True. Anyway, it's been a while, and the show totally hangs shit on themselves for it. And this mm-hmm. little bit to where they all like open their books and they're like, okay, I guess we're going to study. Jeff really like looks around expecting something to happen. It's like chapter four. And then the Dean comes <laughs> in, gets a lovely entrance. And my favorite part about it is when the Dean shows how badly he needed this today to be <laughs> uh, able to walk into a room and everyone's glad he's like, there. Yes! Like, oh, and he says, thank you. And he talks about the exciting news that Vice President Joe Biden is visiting community colleges as a tour for uh, about teaching, going from school to school. And they, it's, it's, I mean, Joe Biden doesn't have a lot to do with this episode. Just be, it's just kind of the catalyst for the school election thing. But it's funny to see a couple of Biden jokes now that he's the president of the United States. Yeah, it's you know. Folksy but progressive. He does walk <laughs> like that line. He does. He kind of does. I think it's just that nowadays people don't want folksy but progressive on the progressive side. They want progressive and progressive on the progressive side. Yup. <laughs> it's funny like how different the political landscape is than even just 2011, right? Well, I think in America, because of Trump, it's going to be different forever, forever now. Yeah. Or at least for a while. For is sure. he going to run again? You know that he probably will. <laughs> Great. Fingers crossed that he dies first. You know, when I so was he... in town, um, now I didn't drive around a whole, whole lot. Yeah. But I only saw one. Didn't see as many Trump signs. There are I people only saw that one still... giant Trump flag in front of a house. Just There's one. still people that have flags doing deliveries. I, I see all of them. There are a lot mm. in Alexandria. There are a lot in parts oh, of Anderson. Yeah, but yeah. I have noticed that people have taken them down since he hasn't won the election. Which, as much as the Trump sign makes me angry it is a little bit different if they were only keeping it up during election season to show Mm -hmm. support for their candidate rather than the people who keep it up as like the cult of trump yeah i think getting a giant 
flag is a little much. There are people. For did anything. you see the truck that's got two Trump flags waving mm-hmm. large size on the back of his truck at all times? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So they're really excited that Joe Biden's coming. It's great for Greendale. They're coming there instead of City College, which makes them feel superior. And Abed brings up uh, in a side comment that starts off his whole story for the episode that he's noticed that people have been surveilling the school and that it must be Secret Service if Joe Biden's coming. And it's interesting because nobody has noticed that they're being surveilled, (laughs) but Abed is Abed and he picked up on it right away. Jeff thinks he's just saying something. That he, what does he say? That uh, will your life ever come out on Blu-ray? Wow, so topical, Jeff. Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Blu-ray is still a thing, though. And this was a while ago. This was like ten years ago. I have. I mean, I I guess Blu-ray is kind of a thing. If you're still into physical media, I don't think everybody's into physical media. I'm not really. Yeah, I. I've been using it more. uh, because I've been watching The Office on DVD because I refuse to pay for Peacock, and I do not I get do it ads. for free with uh, Xfinity. I, yeah. I, I like to have physical media for a collection, but it's mm-hmm. very rare that I watch my physical media, honestly. Yeah. Right as Jeff is kind of making fun of Abed for saying that, a guy dressed up as a janitor outside is like, we've been, they got me. They've seen us. Scatter. So there are secret service all over Greendale, which is a funny thing. Yeah. Running in this episode. And the dean mentions how they need to have a student government because Joe Biden's going to shake hands with the leader of the student government and Greendale doesn't have one. So they have to have a whole student president election and thus kicks off the episode. It's a short episode with uh, one direct plot. So it's cool that they just kind of get it going right away. Yeah, I like that. Just get the jokes going. Uh, They don't do a lot for Shirley in this one or really No, Shirley doesn't do anything other than cheer on Annie. Annie and Britta just has a couple of moments where she gets shit hung on her. Mm-hmm. But this is a really funny moment with the dean bringing up his Uncle Sam costume, and he says it's his sister's and it's tailored for ladies. But <laughs> he d- it's short notice, so I guess he's got to put it on. And Jeff's line of, "But you could not dress up like Uncle Sam, or admit you don't have a sister." Annie immediately just lights up because, of course, she'd want to be the school president. I'm sure it was something she wanted to do in high school, but was going on her own journey at the time and, mm-hmm. and and didn't do anything like that. Okay, so what do you think about Jeff in this episode? He's kind of an, a snarky asshole, He's but do you just dis- dislike asshole. him? I don't dislike Jeff at all in this episode, actually, surprisingly. This is one where I think season one, Jeff, I would have been like, don't be such a dick. But it works in this one, because I think that this because Jeff's not doing it to be an asshole. He's doing it because politicians are assholes, and he's like, Andy, yeah. don't take this so seriously. It's stupid. It's Greendale. It's Greendale. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, Jeff talking shit about Greendale kicks off the joke that ends the the open tag uh, or the cold open. Uh, I said cold open and end tag at the same mm-hmm. time. I said in the open tag. Abed has notches in the table for classic wingers, and you're right, it was a bunch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know Roman numerals. <laughs> I really don't know no Roman numerals at all. Once it Jeff, gets past of course, the X has notches for every time someone mentions his abs <laughs> and Britta says something annoying and it cuts to Troy doing a notch as he's like shaking his head knowingly <laughs> and you think it would be that you know stupid shit Britta said but it just says notches just notches <laughs> really funny it's super Troy he's been noticing that everyone does that and wants to be a part of it what a sweet boy he's Troy has been such a quiet MVP this entire season oh definitely 
I think it's going to so. be sad when we get to the show without Troy, but I think the show sets itself up by the time he leaves. And I also think there are times in the show where you can tell that Donald Glover isn't quite as committed as he was at other times. Yeah, that later when he in left, the show. I think it, I think it was fine. But in these early seasons, with the energy and that he gives off, it's impossible to imagine it without him. Well, I mean, and how well every character plays off of him, and it's just so good. Because other than no, because I think that even I mean, every character plays off of Jeff really well too. Um, Shirley being the least of of that. Yeah. But every yeah. character plays well off of Donald. It's crazy how close to the end of season two we are already. After We're getting this, there. seven episodes. Wow. We'll have to start making some plans for a uh, like you know our end of season two wrap up thing. Like yeah, we did I'm for excited. Season one. We'll have to do a giveaway. We'll have to give some shit away to people. Give some, come get some shit, you bird bitches. Shit on the floor. <laughs> Little bit. Did you see the Rick and Morty season five trailer? There's a new I trailer. thought there is a trailer. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It was funny. Did I finish season four? I did finish season four. I think. Have you watched Solar Opposites? Okay, my uh, chiropractor keeps telling me to watch that. He's a really big fan of that. The second season just came out. It's very much in the same vein as Rick and Morty. And if anything, like it take, it doesn't take itself as seriously as Rick and Morty does. So and that it might makes let it, it be a little funnier. A little bit more fun. It's it's You could totally compare it like Tuca and Birdie to BoJack Horseman. They okay, have a lot I of the same DNA, Tuka but they're Birdie. different shows. And, and Tuca and Birdie got deep sometimes. Like Bojack yeah. Horseman, but it was mostly fun. Solar Opposites is mostly fun. It's really okay. I like that. Uh, who picked up Tuca and Birdie? Was it Adult Swim? Adult Swim. It's going to be on Adult Swim. They, is it going to was... be as like? Can they still make it the same way on Adult Swim? They released a clip from it. I couldn't tell if the animation looked different or not, but if it does, it's slight and probably just because they didn't make it for a year or two, and yeah. the voice cast is all the same. Well, because the Netflix I don't know how many episodes pretty... will do was pretty tvma at times i think they'll be able to get away with it i think they can. okay yeah because i thought tuca and birdie was really funny tuca i and Birdie was bit. really funny i highly recommend it if you haven't watched it and i'm really glad that it got brought back it seemed there was and no like you said the voice cast back. on there was phenomenal steven really young good. is my favorite part of tuca and birdie he's so funny he Speckle. so cute yeah uh what's the movie called that he's gonna be in minai Manai, yeah, it's uh, it's out. That. It's nominated for best picture. He's nominated for best actor. I would love to see him win best actor. That'd be pretty great. I think he's the first Asian American to be nominated for best actor. So it nice. would be incredible to see him win. So we get the theme song, which is great. And after the theme <laughs> song, we get. And I love that the dean at first is giving a really serious speech about democracy and how we take it for granted. But that's not the point. We're getting a dramatic <laughs> backup from his face to see this outfit. His Uncle Sam outfit. It's really more of an anti-Sam outfit, right? It is. It's got the cute little sideways (laughs) tilted hat. Uh, The pants are really doing him wonders. Look at those legs. And the boots. Good God, those are great. And almost as quickly as he picks up the serious talk about democracy, he lets it go to be like, so if anyone wants to be president, (laughs) just line up by the ice cream machine. I love that applause will determine who gets into the primaries. He's like, look, you clap for them. <laughs> his hand uh, scale of laughter that he uses throughout the episode is beautiful. <laughs> the Dean really stands out in this episode, but in a way he's that blends in with the world of the show more. He mm-hmm. doesn't really steal attention away from anything, but he is very funny throughout the episode. Yeah. 
he has to make it clear to all the people in the cafeteria as if that's what they're thinking about at that moment. Like, oh, it's my <laughs> sister's. It was last minute. I had no choice. <laughs> After this, we get a scene between Jeff and Annie where they're kind of jabbing at each other about the... Well, first we get the line you were talking about, I think, mm-hmm. where Jeff talks about the Dean's sister. And if it's the same sister that tweets Jeff to ask if he thinks her brother's cute. <laughs> But this scene is kind of uh, Jeff and Annie jabbing at each other a little bit about the school election and how it leads to them both deciding to run or at least Annie deciding more vehemently to run because Annie's taking it really seriously and gave Jeff flyers to hang up and Jeff is Jeff. So he, I like the visual. He, the entire stack, of, it's got to be like 300 pieces of paper that are just duct taped to one part of the wall. Very funny. Yeah, and I I like the way this scene is shot and this conversation is shot. It felt a little bit less sitcom-y than what Community is sometimes. It felt very real. I don't know if it's the way it's shot. And maybe it's because Jay Shander Sakar directed it and he's not someone who's working in-house with Community every other week. Maybe it has a little bit of a visual style to that scene. Uh, but you I know I, I what it really feels it. like. What does it feel Just like? like sitting here without the audio and really focusing on the background of the shot. You know how in Law & Order, whenever they're talking, there's like so much happening around them that they're just like literally just two people that are talking yeah, to each other? Yeah, there's a lot of background action. It's yeah, not like just, just them sitting in one place. Yeah, there's girl. not like a focal point. Yeah. Leonard's eating a lollipop. He's got a sucker. We get the first of the parade of people running for president. The first one's Garrett, who looks so uncomfortable. And Dean gives him the instructions. He's going to explain his case, and then they'll applaud to decide if he goes on to the next round or not. All right, tell everybody your name. Garrett? Okay, Garrett. And why do you want to be president? I wanted ice cream, so I got in line. Okay, okay. And then the Dean right back at him. He wanted ice cream. What do we say, gang? Does he make it for the next round? <laughs> and he does. These people will just clap for anyone. <laughs> Pretty funny. The bar's been set. We get a little glimpse of a Secret Service person uh, scanning over the room. I don't know how everyone wouldn't notice them. They're not being... They're in suits with dark glasses. They which look is like exactly what you how... think Secret Service people look like. Like, when I've gone to see, like, I've never seen an act- like acting president speak, but, like, presidential candidates speak or anything like that. You absolutely know who the Secret Service are because they're walking, they're standing over there in glasses with earpieces, talking into their fists like this every five seconds. They're ready you know to kill not you slick? at any moment <laughs> at all times, so it's not exactly, like, low-key. Do you think that they had to, like, change their call sign because of coronavirus? Because if they walked around going this all the time, somebody would kill them because they'd be like, oh, outbreak monkey. You know, hopefully they're not black, otherwise there'd be a hate crime involved. But, but I don't think I have a response for that. That's fair. But I was kind I, of just I'm, going on a. I was going somewhere with that one. Aren't we all? <laughs> aren't we all? So Garrett goes to the side because he's making it to the next round. Annie and Jeff continue that conversation, and it does have a little bit of a of a different visual style as they talk. It, it just feels different. It feels like a different show, just a little bit. But it's it's a good it's a good scene, and Jeff is starting to drive home his points about how this is stupid and politics in general are stupid about popularity and parlor tricks. He says, and I guess I don't know. Do you think he's trying to subconsciously protect Annie from getting her hopes up and and having it not work out? So I didn't see it just, that way, but he, he could just projecting? be. I saw it as more him just like projecting his own how he feels about 
politics and probably how he felt about himself because he was a very egotistical person for a long time still is but and i'm like sure to... the type of lawyer that he seems to be it makes me think of a really razzle dazzle saul goodman type lawyer mm-hmm. he there's some similarities to that in the way the politicians present themselves to people maybe yeah. there, there's probably some jealousy or there's some reminding him of his of his, of his past job and and mm-hmm. maybe a, a, a a former Jeff Winger would have been all about winning all these people over and, yeah. and trying to be the class president. And he, and he, now he's kind of like, Oh no, that's so stupid. And of course he gets dragged into it a little bit later, but I don't know. <laughs> and he hits him with the, the line. Like he's like, just ask a, a lawyer. And she's like, well, if I see one, I will. Oh yeah. That, that, that was, cuts. that was, a, and you that see was it in Jeff's face that that's the moment that he decides, okay, well I'll show her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next we get Vicky, and I have not appreciated your malice towards Vicky. What did Vicky do to you? Well, she's got a yellow shirt. It's not shirt. easy to pull off yellow. <laughs> and she's she got a yellow did, shirt. And she wears a yellow shirt. And a hat. <laughs> oh, it's a girl. It's Vicky. Who are you? She says, uh, Vicky. <laughs> Who's up for some Vicky? And enough people are for Vicky to move on to, but, <laughs> you know, just about everyone makes it through. Mm-hmm. Now we get the meet cube between Abed and Special Agent Robin Volers, played by the great Eliza Coop, right? Mm-hmm. She is a very, very talented comedic actress, and yeah, we I meet like her, her in more stuff. And she's dropped at beautiful. This was she's 10 so years ago, pretty. and she looks the exact same still. Yeah, has not changed. She and her uh, other Secret Service guy that she works with come to randomly search Abed's stuff. They're, they're taking notice of him because he's been taking notice of them. Lily and I watched this last night, and this scene has some weirdness because of race implications. Do you agree? Um, sure, I think the, a little the, bit, the, yeah. The meet cute happens, and the story reason happens, but, but really, they definitely it's Secret Service dudes that are stuff. approaching a, a brown kid because he seems suspicious. Yeah, I think that... Maybe the initial thought was, okay, they're searching him because he knew they were there. Yeah. But it definitely looks like they're searching the brown kid's bag. Yeah, that's what we thought. They look through it. They don't find anything. And as Robin pats Abed down, they kind of get their, like I said, a meet cute, and they get to talk to each other. Uh, He talks about how he's used to being the only person who notices things, so he noticed them, and the Secret Service woman says that they're not used to being noticed by anyone at all, which Abed finds sad, and it creates a little warmness between the two of them without any of them giving it away at all. It's a really Mm -hmm. nicely acted moment between the two of them. Yeah, I love to see it. I honestly think this is one of my favorite times that they give Abed any type of adjacent love story. Yeah, yeah. I think I like this one, and I like Eliza Coop, but she plays off of uh, off of Danny Pudi really well, and it has the same kind of calculated movements and and words, but in a different way. I, it's really cute and and bizarre and and funny. Yeah, I, you know, I know that it's not realistic because she would not be a recurring character on this show. But I, I almost wish that you know it went a little there bit been further. A return than, appearance. Yeah, they make it seem at the end that there could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like the that. movie. It's probably not the movie, but it could be. <laughs> That's the movie. They find out that Abed's clean other than a bootleg that he has of the last Airbender movie. And Abed's, where were you a week ago? Because that it's was a bad funny. movie. It was funny. And and he looks at both of them and they don't react to his joke, but he knows that he's funny. He says, you can keep it. And he walks away. 
Leonard makes the cut. He's going to the next round. He raspberries the microphone. <laughs> next up is Annie. It really does just seem like anyone can come through, but Annie comes with a more dedicated speech about how she actually wants to do some things with Greendale, make it a, a strong community college in the Greendale area, and people like it. People like being talked to that way. She's in the running, no problem. Uh, if Annie was at your school and there was a, a, a class president race, would you think she's cool or would you make fun of her? Would you um, vote for her or would you vote for like the cool guy, Jeff? I don't know that I would – if it was between the two of them only, I'd probably vote for Annie. Okay. But if it were out of everybody up there, I would absolutely vote for the magnitude. Hell pop, yeah. pop. Okay. So the next moment is funny too. Someone else is about to come up and Britta pushes them out of the way. And I love the way she's like, I'm sorry, I got the heat. I got to go. And she runs <laughs> up the stage and takes the mic to like stand up in front of everyone and lead a rebellion. And literally no one reacts. No one makes a noise. <laughs> she's not going through she acts like she doesn't care she says out loud that she doesn't care but it's nice as the dean says because we see that there's a floor on the thing you know not not just anyone can make it through <laughs> surely you're right it doesn't get much in this episode this is one of her only moments where she congratulates annie gives her a hug and is really just there to let annie talk more about what she wants to do yeah it's sad but it's interrupted because Jeff Winger is running for president, and I don't think Annie was uh, really worried at all about any competition. And when Jeff comes up, that changes things. Well, because she knows how likable Jeff is to, yeah. by everyone, you know? He gives this folksy, I'm no politician speech, which is very Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And his line, I think 9-11 was bad. And freedom, well, that's just a little bit better. That exact speech is really all it takes to get elected in Indiana, I feel like. So you like cold beer and dusty boots, and people are like, hey, I like those things. I'm a hardworking man. Say that you're uh, really impassionate about bad events from American history that enable Mm -hmm. racism to people different than you. That'll get you in. Every night I lie awake thinking about Pearl Harbor and 9-11, and I never... And what Want and what would have happened country. if I was in that plane? <laughs> if I was in that plane, boy, I tell you, I would have turned around and landed on a football field just in time for kickoff. Sorry, boy, we can't get you the vaccine right now. I'm <laughs> out running for the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccinate this, pansy. <laughs> Donnie's voting for me. That's all I need. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> After the commercial, we get the first of Troy and Abed's political commentating segments. This is great. And they're one of the highlights of the episode. Decision gate. <laughs> I watch so much TV like this during the election, so it's really fun to watch a parody of it. Yeah. Still kind of thinking about that. Of course, it's so iconic when they introduce themselves. For Greendale Campus TV, I'm Abed Nadir. And I'm Troy Buttsuit Barnes. <laughs> what? What? That's my name. Really, really funny. <laughs> We're learning a little bit about all of the candidates, and we've got to take a look at each of these. Yeah, we need to pause them all. Annie Edison, I believe, in Greendale. She's 19. Her ethnicity is hot. Boobs, yes. yes. Party, school, improvement. What a what a glowing resume that is. What do you think Annie's real political party would be? Do you think she's a Democrat, or do you think she might be a Republican? Mm-hmm. I think it could go either way. Yeah, I think it could go either way with Annie. 
After Annie, we've got Leonard Rodriguez, who uh, <laughs> commented that he changed his name so he could uh, <laughs> sway the Mexican sway the Mexican vote. vote. I remember all wars. He says, <laughs> Age indeterminate, ethnicity non-Hispanic, nickname Kid Cincinnati, and he's of course of the Whig party. What a sweet picture of picture of Leonard. I agree. After Leonard's Alex Starburns Osborne, his quote that is hot. He is forty six. Mm. He's Cambodian. Yeah. His DJ name is Sparkles, and his party is legalization. Not of anything in particular, just, just legalization. Just in general. <laughs> Creepy. Possible scenes drug dealer. Jeff Winger, one of the absolute most uh, headshot-ass photos of Joel yeah. McHale before the show. <laughs> I regret nothing is his quote. His weight, fit. His ethnicity, northern European. His kryptonite, women's tears. And his party, libertarian. I'd I think they it. could have done better with making some jokes about Jeff, but mm-hmm. I absolutely do buy that he would be a libertarian. Yep. Like, young libertarians are just people that are afraid of the repercussions of calling themselves a Republican openly. Yep. Next up, we've got Magnitude, and his quote is, he's awake who thinks himself asleep, Keats. I also like that he's 16. He's 16. <laughs> he's 16 years old. That goatee. <laughs> uh, his eye color, ultraviolet. His workout mix, <laughs> black-eyed peas. And party, you know it. That's very uh, Austin Powers sex. Yes, please. Yes, please. Who else we got? After Magnitude, Pierce Hawthorne, screw you, when they asked him for a quote. <laughs> Age 66, dick. He followed B&L for the summer. He's <laughs> great. His favorite Roman emperor is Caligula, and his nice. party is the Pierce Hawthorne party. I can definitely see Pierce being asked a question and going, well, I'm the Pierce Hawthorne party. Yeah. <laughs> that tracks for me. He's got night terrors. After that, we get Garrett Lambert. It's like God spilled a person. I like the picture of Garrett. His quote, I like ice cream. And his allergies, pollen, penicillin, pet dander, peanuts, strawberries, ragweed, dust, hay, gluten, dairy, water, water, etc. Et <laughs> water. What is ragweed and how do you find out that you're allergic to it? It's one of those things that, like, when you get the test that tells what you're allergic to, which only people who are allergic to everything get. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're like, okay, let me see what else I'm allergic to, and, like, you're allergic to every single thing. Ragweed's yes. always on there, but I've got no idea what it is or how you smoke it or who's, who grows it. But Garrett's super allergic to it. Don't <laughs> give it to him. I like how with Vicky, we're about to look at her card – I like how this episode really pulls on the side characters that Greendale has built up. Yeah. And Vicky is the newest one, and the show treats her as almost as if she did not exist before the moment before that she today. was in <laughs> The picture is from slightly earlier when she's on stage. All it says about Vicky, uh, nothing, shirt, but they hat, commentate yellow girl. shirt, hat. And then they kind of, Troy and Aved try to try to bullshit some political conversation but they both don't really know anything about politics they just want to do the thing it's pretty funny What's <laughs> um, up i like politics? the stuff at the bottom of the screen like it says like the the human being mascot offensive to animals and then it says something about i don't know if it's in this one or later on but it says that like duncan has quit drinking again <laughs> oh i didn't see the duncan one that's funny yeah. chess club moves meeting and then it cuts away unexpectedly I love this joke, too. After they cut from doing their show, Abed notices the Secret Service woman and says something about her and says that she's been following him. 
and choices? Do you just constantly have your own side adventures and Abed without even hesitating? Yep. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It's a really good Troy moment and a really good Abed yeah, moment. Yeah, both of them. It's very cartoony. Abed has a great episode this week. A very uh a very like slight good episode. It's like mm-hmm. a blink and you'll miss it how good of an Abed episode this yeah. one is. Now it's time for the debates. All of the people that are running for president are out. I'm so impressed that Greendale could afford all of those microphones. I was just podiums. about to say, why do they have eight of those? I remember the days of the dean bragging about their $2,000 desk and <laughs> judges table. Came with speakers. Annie and Jeff are smiling and shaking hands for the people, but they're they're jabbing each other with their words. It's much like uh, us. Yeah, but we're not jabbing each other with our words. <laughs> oh, yeah, not words. Yeah, the vaccine hurt nothing like what I'm used to. It's <laughs> <laughs> when Steven just beats on me a little. Hey, yo. Uh, so Andy says that Jeff's not running sincerely, and Jeff uh, isn't willing to back down. He knows that people love him and that politics are a joke, and if he treats it like a joke, that it'll probably work out in, in, his, in his favor. And Annie is like, fine, sorry if this is about hanging my flyers, and then says to Jeff pretty straightly that I'm going to beat you and I'm going to make you cry. It's one of, <laughs> it's almost like the Anchorman moment where Ron Burgundy and I forget Christina Applegate's Christina character's Applegate's, name in that, yeah. when they, their co-anchors and the lights go off and they start talking like shit about yeah, each other while they're ruffling their papers. Great scene. Annie says Can't dis a anchor up. a man not, cast. Not... We don't have to do a podcast about everything we like. Well, you you can't, you mant disappoint an Ankcast man. Yep, coming up next April Fool's Day. Ankcast man too. Yeah, they do the name rhymey joke here that we mentioned for a little bit. It's something Community does a lot and gets on my nerves, but I like this one since they turned it around and Annie just said a name of someone that she knows, not a celebrity. Yeah. He owns a mattress store downtown. You can look it up. You can look it up. And then this is that Pierce moment that I love so much. Pierce is <laughs> such a nothing in this episode, but this moment's so funny. Vicky, okay, me. so he like, psst, Vicky at her. And Vicky doesn't open her eyes. She doesn't move. I, it, it's clear from Vicky's uh, demeanor that this has been going on for some time. <laughs> Vicky, psst. Vicky, look at me. I'm going to crush you. Pierce, stop that. I'm going to eat your brains, Vicky. I'm going to slurp them right out of that melon you call a head. A reminder to all candidates, your microphones are currently on. They better be, because I'm on fire up here. You freak people out, you know that? You look weird. Because of your overbite. Oh, okay. Steven, you know you look weird, right? You freak people out. Is it because of my overbite? It's the eyebrows. Ah! I don't know. You and your eyebrows. Bogdan. Bogdan. The dude's like, okay, let's just get started. And he opens (laughs) the debate. And he gets things moving. The first question is a simple one. If you are elected, what will you do? And Annie is jumping right up. She knows exactly what to say. And we talked about all these. Let's see what the three were. Let's see if daddy slipped one out of us. If Annie's elected, her three things that she's going to fix are the black mold from the east stairwell. The Oh, wait, he gave us the answers. Mm Mm-hmm. So he slipped it. He did slip it right out, <laughs> right on out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Administrative redundancies. The dean's like, <laughs> I'm in I'm the right room. here. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. 
Miss Edison. I love the Dean's outfit. Those it's top those notch. Pointy red and white stripes really accentuate his shoulders. Yeah, the arms good. look great. The hat's so cute on his little head. Jeff, when he's asked to give the que- to answer the same question, he has no answer, and he just uh, talks about different students. He definitely plays the politician of yeah. of relating to every man, right? Or or making every man see the- see seen. But every person that he points at and names is someone who's not actually there, as we can very clearly tell by the people looking around. <laughs> There's and this is no exactly Jeremy. what it's like. They're like, you know, I met a guy in the hallway today of my hotel that told me, beautiful Latina, born in Nicaragua, working, working in the in cafeteria. The cafeteria. <laughs> it almost sounds like Italian. Yeah. Like, it's almost like a budabapi. A budabapi? A budabapi. That's Italian, right? That's how you speak. Italiano. Parmigiano hey. Reggiano. Ah. It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> Get you the vaccine, or you'll get the coronavirus. Oh, oh why, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that went so many places. I'm making a bigger, spicier piece of pie. Jeff says nothing, but he like tur- he does that like flip flop word the words from a previous phrase yeah. into the next phrase, and everyone eats that shit up. He's gathered in people watching. He, he he's got the loud approval of the audience. But man, he cannot stand next to Magnitude. He's just a one-man party. He's a one-man party. Pop, pop. Same question. Same answer. Pop, pop. Now we're back to Abed with a Secret Service lady, and she's interviewing him, but it becomes... This is when it really becomes clear that there's a little bit more than them just being suspicious of him. Yeah. Uh, They're starting to get to know each other, and they kind of like each other. It's really cute. Do you think this is cute? I think it's super cute. And they talk about their duck duck goose strategies. Really cute. Were you a duck duck goose fan in elementary school? I like school? duck duck goose. I like duck duck goose, but there's always the thing of like, why is no one picking me to be the goose? Mm. I guess you never had that, did you? Because you've got those long goose legs. I do have those long goose legs. I I so here's the thing. I, guess I people love just didn't being like that I would duck. honk at them when, when they... <laughs> was it the was it the poop that is is that what it was Zach was were the you the poop? person were you about to say that you were the person who goes duck 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 oh I went around like six times duck or just duck 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 I was like duck 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 a duck duck I I would go around for so long so I was like I'm not gonna get to do this again so. But I was also yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, I wonder why. So, <laughs> yeah, I like Duck Duck Goose. I think that's a fun game. Duck, I, you duck, know what, goose, Zach? If we show, played Duck Duck Goose, <laughs> if we played, I would I would pick you to be my goose. Who are we gonna play it with? We'll find some some kids. I don't know. No, no, we will <laughs> not find. Let's go back to that park. Kids. <laughs> hey kids, you want to play a game with us? Hey cool kids, want to get vaccinated and play some duck duck goose? I got some noodles, <laughs> some needles in the back. <laughs> I have noodles too. Oh, Troy comes up and says that Abed and the woman should get a room, and it cuts from that back to Pierce hating on Vicky. His platform is one high enough to push Vicky off to her <laughs> death. <laughs> Vicky storms off. The bullying is too much. She can't take it. And Pierce leaves too. He was only he was only there to make Vicky feel bad. So that narrows down the race a little bit. It's almost a like JD and the janitor kind of thing. Yeah. 
Constant. I don't know if you remember that in season nine of Scrubs, there's a little clip of the janitor, and it's like the second he found out JD wasn't working there anymore, he just dropped his mop and left. Yeah, it's it's cute. Do you like the janitor on Scrubs? Is that a yeah? The janitor is one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I do too. You know who I don't Annie, like on Scrubs? Who do who don't you like on Scrubs? Elliot. I I haven't watched it enough recently. I don't really like JD or Elliot that much. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I like um, this kind of off topic. Sorry, I've been, I've been seeing a lot more Scrubs because Danny watches it all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I like I love Doctor Cox. I like Turk. I like Ted. Aw, Ted. Ted. I f- Ted. <laughs> I. F- <laughs> Breaking Bad cast. Come on the show. Talk about it. Come on, Brian Cranston. Annie gets really worked up, and I would love to talk to Brian Cranston. She's really good at talking with her hands, and she starts talking about the black mold, but Jeff turns this against her by making people mad that she's calling Greendale dirty. Which it is. Of course it's dirty. It's disgusting. (laughs) Clearly it's dirty. But Jeff thinks it's the cleanest school in the entire country, and people really like that, so it it villainizes Annie. (laughs) Dean is like, you know it. You know it is. (laughs) But no, it's not. The only janitor they have is the Secret Service guy that was dressed up pretending to be a janitor. Well, and it's funny because this is really kind of how politics goes, right? There's always a candidate that's like, I'm going to make this country a better place. And then you have the normally Republican candidate who's like, this is the greatest country to ever exist yeah. and it always has been. Yeah, you're right there. And people are like, you know what? We are perfect the way we are. Yeah. We don't need to change none. We're, we're a good kind of racist, right? Sadly. It works for me. I don't hate all black people, just the bad ones. Just the ones that aren't on TV. Exactly. I like that Usher. He's that got a Steve nice Harvey voice. sure has a mustache. <laughs> that I like Usher. <laughs> that's the one? Uh, that's who, uh, and you can bleep this, but <laughs> racist ass mom was an Usher fan. And I was like, yeah, but not, not good enough for your daughter, huh? Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to bleep that, but good story. Good story. <laughs> Abed and Troy are commentating over the debate, and Abed mentions that people just like Jeff, and, and that, that takes things far. But Annie has a rebuttal, and she turns the mold thing into a rhyme, turns it into a chant, gets everyone going. They start chanting it. It's almost like Arrested Development. Speech, speech, speech. speech. speech it doesn't speech. matter what you're yelling or what's going to happen because you're yelling it. People just like to yell things together. It's true. I am a sucker for a chance. I will hop in almost whatever it is. And it's a nice moment for Annie. Uh, she proves that she is kind of a, compet- a competition for Jeff, and I think Jeff wasn't expecting it. The dean, when he gets up <laughs> and starts dancing, is really funny. The elections become a race, and I love the bit with Troy and Ovid about the polls and how it's re- like 50-50 Jeff <laughs> and Annie, but the margin of error is 98%, and it might be higher because they don't know how to do margins of error. <laughs> basketball team loses ball troy doesn't have an earpiece in but he he looks to his earpiece and he's like I, I, we're taking a break and we're out and then when troy snaps and the smile breaks and he's got like <laughs> that dead newscaster like apple juice Poo. freshly squeezed or so help me god maurice i'll tell you something <laughs> i didn't get why yeah. does pavel come up like this and say it like this he tells yeah, your pe- dorm room <laughs> no he's like 
he he's got almost kind of like why yada when he says it. he's like they're trashing up your dorm room real bad bro i don't know it's just very dramatic and old-fashioned and i i feel like it's got to be something but i don't know what it is yeah he's he's freaking out abed goes back to his dorm room to see the secret service guys just absolutely trashing it and they're doing it as a random spot check but abed's starting to see through mm-hmm. uh that it's uh that it's a spot check Glenn, the other Secret Service member, leaves to bring the car, and Abed's able to say something to to Robin and and asks what they're they're looking what she's there looking for, and she gives the obvious answer. Uh, but Abed sees through that and 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 is like, "It's because you got a crush on me, isn't it?" So you want some of this Abed and the dick? <laughs> I felt bad as I was saying it. Can I beep that one out? <laughs> It's not not hot when Aved takes a couple steps and and she's I like stuck right there and he's like, "Are you sure?" And then the the sexiest line, "You smell like nice soap." Mmm, mmm, I love nice soap. I have to go. It's very cute. It's almost like an elementary romance a little bit on top of all the weirdness. Right. Sorry Super that you weren't a more serious potential threat to the country. After that, Jeff and Annie are getting ready for their closing statements. They're still kind of jabbing at each other a little bit. Jeff's thinking about smashing a watermelon. Is that Gallagher? Is that the comedian? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I learned that's interesting? What's that? Gallagher was two different guys. What? There was a point when Gallagher stopped performing as Gallagher, and it was Gallagher's brother who looks just like him, and they called it New Gallagher, and most people didn't know that the person had changed. Wow. Yeah. Is that... Was Come it on that, the show, Gallagher it, Brothers. <laughs> yeah, either one, both. Next April Fools will have the show hosted by the two Gallaghers. What a prank that'll be. For this audio primarily only co- podcast. <laughs> I like what Jeff and Annie are having this conversation. You can see magnitude behind Annie, who's just absolutely grooving the entire He's time. He's killing it. One man party. Jeff and Annie, again, all of these scenes with Jeff and Annie kind of have the same feel to them. Uh, they're just ramping up the, the rivalry between yeah. the two of them politically, and, and it works pretty well. But Annie has a trick up her sleeve that she kind of hints towards, an audio-visual presentation <laughs> that'll really take things up a notch. The debate starts back up, and the first person to answer a question is Starburns, but he doesn't have an answer. He's actually withdrawing because he's worried the political career will shine a negative light on his drug dealing. He (laughs) says it's so matter-of-factly, and that is pretty funny. Jeff gives another speech that's just quaint nothings about red, white, and blue, and 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 the crowd eats it up. Magnitude answers his favorite color as pop, 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 and the crowd eats that up. I set him up. That's so funny. <laughs> anything you say is setting him up. And Annie doesn't even answer a question. She doesn't even say anything. She just brings up her her audiovisual presentation, which is Jeff's 1997 audition tape for the real world. What do you think of the tape? I think it's top tier. I think you should have gotten on. It's a shame he oh, didn't. Oh, absolutely. Joel McHale would have absolutely gotten, or Jeff or whoever would have absolutely gotten on a show. Oh, like yeah. World. Totally. The jacket with his name, the the hair is phenomenal. The real uh, world was a mess. The the parody song is great. I never watched The Real World. I watched some Real World. I liked Surreal World better because it was the same show but with celebrities. Apparently, Joel McHale showed up to film 
this like song tape bit and they had only given him like a little bit of one verse of the song to sing <laughs> but the footage goes on for a while while jeff and annie talk over it while jeff gets all upset yeah and i guess joel like made up his own lyrics and came up with a lot extra of it and did that's it for, amazing like, two or three full minutes and you only you can't really hear any of the words you just hear like the background of it that's fantastic Good on you, Mr. McHale. Come on the show Come on the again. show. Let's talk about it. This is one thing I wish they could have... Embar- embarrassing Jeff is a good thing, but the way he just starts yelling, I hate you, I hate you all, the way that he just breaks down feels a little bit like a rushed ending. Yeah, because I feel like I understand him being upset, but nobody out there is like... so. He might be so embarrassed he runs off the stage, but the tantrum feels unearned. Yeah. It doesn't really do anything to, to keep me from liking the episode as much as I do, though, because it's so funny. He hopes they all get black mold poisoning, and the dean, oh, Jeffrey, no. <laughs> you got to have Jeff Jeff, 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 Jeff. I'll have to play the real version of that song at the end of this week's podcast. What is that song, actually? Faith by George Michael. Oh, you're right. I knew it was mm-hmm. George Michael, but I forgot that it was Faith. You got to have Jeff, 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 Jeff. of course. If I could touch a body. A little bit later, Annie walks into a storage room or a, <laughs> basically, th- Greendale has so many f-ing storage rooms. Every episode, they're meeting up in a different storage room. And Jeff's hiding out from his public shaming, and Annie comes to console him, and he won't even leave the room. And Annie apologizes for going too far. And we get a nice little cute apology scene for for Jeff and Annie. Do you think they, there's not really much of a romantic edge to their rivalry in this episode? Kind of like in Debate One Hundred Nine. Yeah. Uh, but do you think? I don't know. Do you think people that love Jeff and Annie see that in this episode? Oh, I'm sure they do because they hug at some point. Now, I don't think this one's as romantic as Debate One Hundred Nine. They actually kiss in that one. Right. But I think that. Jeff and Annie shippers were probably just foaming at the mouth. Like, they're in a room together. Oh, my God, they're going to bone. Yeah. It's revealed that they both dropped out of the race, and they talk about how there's a final round of debates going on. Mm-hmm. And they're interrupted by Troy, who's running to see it. He says it's the political showdown of the century. <laughs> and Annie and Jeff are so, like, full of themselves that they don't see that Troy doesn't care at all what they're doing. Uh, and we cut to what's really going on with the final round, and it's Magnitude versus Leonard, such an absolute classic clip of the series of them going back and forth with their one-noise character beats. Pop, pop. Are you Team Leonard or... Leonard. Are you Team Leonard or Magnitude? Who would you, Magnitude. Would you be voting Magnitude for sure? Magnitude Leonard's for got sure. so much experience, though. It's, he does remember all wars. Which is important. <laughs> it is, but Magnitude is a one-man party yes jeff and annie make up and i don't really care a lot about their makeup because honestly it never really seemed that their thing in this episode was really so much that they were like hating each other or like upset at each other no. just that they were like driving each other and competing against each other exactly so i feel like the ending of their storyline is a little false i think it could have almost been better if it ended in a way where they're both like all these people are stupid or like yeah they did something really fun together at the end i don't know exactly as opposed to them being like i'm sorry i hurt you because jeff yeah. didn't do a damn thing to annie he just that's true yeah. Well, kind of, because he only did this to be an asshole to Annie, really, and yeah. uh, that's clear. But I, I don't know. Maybe a quick apology was necessary, but like, the hey, sorry, I was a bit of an ass. Little, yeah. And then, yeah, a very sexually charged hug. I've learned that 
that that every sexual every hug is a very sexually charged one. <laughs> if you're doing it right. If you're doing it right. Pierce walks up by them and he's like forlornly turned his head to the side and he he gives some sage wisdom and it really impresses Jeff and Annie that he's being kind of docile. But then he turns his face and he's got a pencil stab so <laughs> deep into it uh, that Vicky has stabbed him in the face. And that is earned as well. It I is. I blame Vicky. Professor Slater still missing. Oh, yeah, I did know that one. Professor Slater still missing. What's after that? No paintball this spring. Troy and Abed are still commentating, talking about the differences between magnitude and Leonard, how one is just born and one is soon to die. Look at that <laughs> Leonard picture. So cute. And I like the magnitude one, too. A competition reflecting the pointlessness of life. That sounds like a Dan Harmon line right there. Right, doesn't it? And we, we get word through his non-existent earpiece that we're going to hear the winner. <laughs> and I love how anticlimactic all of this ends up being. Yeah. Uh, a worse show, it would have been Jeff or Annie. And it's surprising that this episode didn't even go that way. But they drop out of it because they both decide that they don't really care. It's Magnitude versus Leonard. And the vote by <laughs> a landslide with 11 votes cast. It's funny how many people are in the cafeteria, but how few people actually voted. Right. The landslide winner of the student election is, and Magnitude's so ready to hear the right <laughs> news, with seven votes, South Park. <laughs> and we get a reveal that that's what happened the last time they they had student government 10 years ago, they, that South Park won the South election. South Park won. It's probably the same people there from 10 years ago yeah. that are voting for it again. Jeff and Annie bond over how, you know, Annie's stuff was even kind of bullshit because she doesn't know anything about no. black gold. She didn't know how to clean it up. She was also just trying to rile people up. And and she tells herself that it's genuine and that, that it may come from a more genuine place, but that doesn't make it <laughs> any less prepared like Jeff's stuff. Yeah. Troy and Abed sign off in a shocking upset. In a shocking upset, the Comedy Central cartoon series South Park has won the election. They reveal that they both voted for it, which is also really funny. We get a handshake, a really cute let's never stop being friends between the two of them. Yeah, if you pause real quick, off. Uh, it also said on the bottom of the screen, school dances down 200%. Um, <laughs> and Ian said, Duncan quits drinking again, I saw. Yeah, and then before that it said that the dean said he's going to have an end-of-year picnic. It's going to be Western-themed, and there was one before that that was uh, – oh, reports of air vent monster. So already we're getting – Chang. Chang, yeah. I guess I'm they curious. did show that he's there because they showed it in collaborative, uh, cooperative calligraphy. No, that was the monkey's stuff. What does Abed say that you can make out of dish soap and cat food? Saffron? Napalm. Napalm. What is napalm? Napalm is like uh, the stuff that is in bombs. It's like fire. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why would you say that, he says. <laughs> I don't get that. Well, because it's not something you'd normally say, but he said it so that it would like flag the school so that he'd get to see her again oh i didn't get that he was flagging the school i get it i didn't put i didn't know what napalm was so i didn't get that joke at all that makes it funny Mm -hmm. robin gets a call from the vice presidential escort car in the same seat as joe biden uh in and she gets a call that she needs to go back to greendale and check something out and we see like uh, uh, the side shot of someone pretending to be Joe Biden 
and and he's told that they have to go back to Greendale, <laughs> but not to worry about it. And Biden this whole time is like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then a voice that doesn't really sound like him at all says the line. I didn't know if they were trying to make some type of joke about Biden here or not. I don't know. I think maybe they just didn't have a a very good Joe Biden impersonator. Yeah. And then we get the intag, which is a rare intag that actually kind of wraps up the plot line yeah. of the episode. Apparently, originally, there was a makeout scene between Abed and Robin, but they decided that it went too far, so they cut it, which made me think... Maybe this episode was re-edited a little bit, and this scene that is the end tag was going to be earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. but they've used it as an end tag instead. Yeah. So I think that would kind of make sense. Yeah. I like uh, this better, though, than if they just had them, like, make out. I don't know. I mean, it would have been cool, I guess, but... Yeah, I like this, too. Abed's watching Kick Puncher from his dorm room, and it's revealed that Robin's watching it from a secure... From... What would you call this, uh... Like a decoy stakeout van, van or a stakeout yeah. van, yeah, is is watching the movie with binoculars with Aved, and after the movie wraps up, Aved talks to her through shadows. I would imagine he there's a bug in his lamp. Oh, there's a bug. I didn't get that either. I thought she was able to see something because the way he shined light on his face. Oh, no. There's a bug in his lamp, so he's able to say, hey, that was fun to watch a movie with you. Do you want to do it again sometime? Honk once if no, twice if yes. (laughs) And it's a really cute honk. Pause. Second honk. And Abed says, cool, cool, cool. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Cute. That's it. You know, that's kind of how I feel. Maybe I, I have to look at my list again because I do really, really, really love this episode, but it kind of loses some momentum in the end. Mm-hmm. Totally. The last four or five minutes kind of lose me a little bit. What do you think? Yeah, I think everything from like right after the opening to Jeff and Annie's apology is yes. really good. And yeah. then it kind of fizzles. Yeah, I agree with you. Everything about the election in the cafeteria is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is really great. I still think it's a solid B plus A minus episode. Uh, really it, good. It's, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, well, let's move on. I haven't put really that much thought into my MVP for this week. I kind of usually go on a whim, and I think I've decided that my MVP is the dean. I'll nice. give it to the dean. He's a really funny centerpiece of the whole election storyline. He makes me laugh every time he's on screen, whether he talks or not. And I don't know, Jim Rash is such a blessing to our television screens. So it's the dean for me. Who is it for you? I think I have a guess. Uh, yeah, as great as I thought Abed was in this episode, I think it's a oh, good okay. Jeff episode too. I gave it to the dean as well. I thought you were going to give it to Abed. I liked Abed a lot. I almost gave it to Abed, but I think the dean for me was the best part of the episode. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. And that's it. That's the episode. It's a really funny episode of Community, a real classic. The Nothing is more iconic than Magnitude and Leonard... Pop pop pop, 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 super funny. I love it. <laughs> it was really fun to revisit it and talk about it. Next week we'll be back for. Let's see if I can remember the title. It's a weird one, isn't it? Mm. Uh, uh, Something custody, custody law and Eastern European diplomacy. We'll be talking about that next week. So send in your trivia MVP and favorite funny moment to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Steven, where else can the people find us online? Well, my good sir, you can find us on the intranet. We're on social media on Twitter at you can't disappoint. We're on Instagram at. Is this in reference to something? No. We're on Instagram at can't disappoint podcast. 
And then we're on Facebook and YouTube at You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Mm, yes. I was ready to say no. We sure are all of those things. And if you like this show and you want to support us, want to help us take it farther like we've been beginning to already, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. There's all kinds of stuff over there. There's weekly podcast content, whether it's our live pre you can't disappoint a podcast pre-show you can't disappoint show or my sideshow nerdstalgia where we tackle all kinds of nostalgic media from the past or any other type of fun things we have going on over there we did a scrubs podcast it's always going on and you can support us and get all of those podcasts as low as five dollars a month and with the other tiers you can get all kinds of things like being listed on our show every week and being a part of the show and and influencing what we do on the show so if you'd like to help us out that's the place to do it well and now's a great time to join because it's the beginning of the month zach and mm-hmm. you get charged on the first regardless so mm-hmm. you know uh people will be hearing this in a few days for the most part um, get a full month of content yeah and Join everything in. that all the old content from previous months is there too there's i think i saw today there's like 25 ish podcasts for you to listen to on the patreon Woo. and though and maybe a couple of those are early accesses but there's over 20 for sure original podcasts on patreon that you can't find anywhere else so go check that out that's awesome Steven, any final words for the listeners this week? Uh, Yeah, actually, just two. And I bet you know what they are. Pop, pop. Ah, I set him up. <laughs> I set him up. From inside the Dreamatorium, Black Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, Get Vaccinated. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And I still don't have anything clever to say at the end of it. So I hope you have something on deck. You don't. All right, we'll see you guys next week. It's been really fun. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. We love you. Bye, everybody. Stay safe.